Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Our theme for the year is watchfulness, divine increase, and victory. Hallelujah. And all these three things, you cannot separate them. Praise the Lord. If you want to see divine increase, if you want to see victory, you need to be watchful. Praise the Lord. And all these things are important in the kingdom of God. And that is why God wants us to walk in these graces. Hallelujah. The watchfulness, divine increase, and victory. This year, you're going to be victorious. This year, you're going to be what? Victorious. Hallelujah. Everything that you do, you'll be victorious. Praise the Lord. And so, I want to bring the word of God to you this morning that I have captioned the path of watchfulness. The path of watchfulness. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Have you gone home? Oh, so soon. The path of watchfulness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I want us to look at something in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Man of God, can you please help me? Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Amen. Can we see the verse 26 in NLT? Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Mm. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Amen. 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 So God creates mankind and says that man should have dominion over the face of the earth. Hallelujah. God comes into the scene and says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness so that they may have dominion over the earth. All right. This is a summary of what God intended for man to do. This is the mandate that God created man to fulfill. Praise the Lord. And so the word watchful or to watch, it's amazing that 
some people think it originated after the fall of man. And I'll explain. Hallelujah. To be watchful or to watch. All right. One of the um, popular scriptures that Jesus Christ revealed to us that he said, well, you should watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. Hallelujah. Many, it's amazing. Many people think that word came because Jesus Christ had come after the fall to introduce prayer to mankind. Hallelujah. But we see from the scriptures that we just read that God intended for us to be watchful right from the beginning. Hallelujah. He says, well, let man have dominion over the face of the earth. Every man here seated, listening to the word of God, the mandate that God has for you and I is that you what, have dominion over a certain territory. Praise the Lord. And so God wants you and I to be watchful. And we are going to see what it means to be watchful. Hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 to 16. And I want this one. I also want the NLT version. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 to 16. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch right. Right. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of the tree, the fruit of every tree in the garden. Hallelujah. Let's Amen. look at 15 again. Verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. It says what? The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Now, the garden of Eden was a, a garden that was located in the east of Eden. The garden of Eden didn't um, cover the whole territory of Eden. Praise the Lord. It was, a, it was at the east. When you go to Eden, all right, and you head towards the east of Eden, that is where you see the Garden of Eden. Praise the Lord. So the Garden of Eden was not necessarily covering the whole earth. However, God had told man that have dominion over what? The whole earth. Praise the Lord. In the process of watchfulness, all right, God always begins with you at a certain location. So, any man who comes in Christ, God has given you his spirit and his life. Praise the Lord. And God wants you to watch over your salvation. So, he says what? That you should watch over your salvation with what? With fear and trembling. Hallelujah. So, wherever God has positioned you, God wants you to be watchful. Like in verse 15 again of Genesis chapter 2. Let's see it. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Genesis 2 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. And watch over it. So God in his wisdom decided to put man or has decided to put you and I in a specific what? Location. Not just to have fun, but to do what? To tend and to watch over it. So in the process of watchfulness, one of the things you need to realize or one of the things you need to acknowledge is where has God positioned me? For instance, 
Your name may be Owusu. You may be in a family called Owusu. Praise the Lord. That is a place where God has put you. Your name cannot be Mac Malester. That's not where God puts you. So you can't say that I want to be called Mac Malester. No. Hallelujah. Your name is what? Owusu. Praise the Lord. So God has put you in a location called Owusu. Again, God has put you in a location called maybe Teshinungwa. That is the place where God has put you. He has not put you in Ebri. Hallelujah. It is a location. Now, the reason why God wants you to, or God has put you there, we see in the a, in a verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2, is to do what? Is to tend. And then to do what? To watch over it. What does it mean to watch over something? Now, to watch over something means that whatever you are watching over is precious. Whatever you are watching over is important. Whatever you are watching over is relevant. So if you find yourself in a family called Owusu, it means Owusu means so much, or the family of Owusu means so much for God. That's why he has put you there. Hallelujah. If God has put you in a place called Teshinungwa, it, it means that God's desire for Teshinungwa is to see prosperity. Hallelujah. That is why God has put you there to watch over it and to tend it. Praise the Lord. So you need to understand why you have been put in that place. And one of the things that is common for us in this place is that God has put us in Zion Impact Ministries Agape Mount. Hallelujah. So what God wants you and I to do is to tend and watch over agape. Why? Because God has given it to you. Praise the Lord. But you see, God wants your, his dominion to fill the earth. Hallelujah. So the fact that you have been put in a family called Owusu does not necessarily mean you stay and function in a family called Owusu. I want you to get that. The fact that God has put you in a place called Teshinungwa does not necessarily mean that your whole life will be in Teshinungwa. You will start from Teshinungwa and then expand. Hallelujah. But if you are not able to watch over a location like Teshinungwa or a name like Owusu, then you cannot or it will be very hard for you to extend, to move. Praise the Lord. One day, God comes to Abraham and calls him, Abraham, leave your father and your mother and go to a place that I'll show you. Now, that was one person, right? God comes to him and then Abraham begins to walk with God. And today, because of that move, because of Abraham staying put and watching over his household, watching over the mandate that God had given him, today you and I are what receiving or beneficiaries of the blessings of Abraham because Abraham decided to watch over what God had given to him. Are you here? Hallelujah. So it's the same for you. Whatever you find yourself, even at the workplace, whether it's your own workplace, whether somebody has hired you or whatever it is, God wants you to watch. God wants you to take care of what he has given to you so that his kingdom would what? Expand. 
And so in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, let's look at something over there. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. With the, um, let's look at the New King James. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart mm -hmm. and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Hallelujah. Amen. So the man of God, Habakkuk, comes in and says what? I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. Hallelujah. Rampart is just a, a dedicated territory on the... On a, on a tower, all right? In those days, we had guards or archers, people who threw arrows to fight the enemies. They had positions where the king, not themselves, the king would decide, or whoever was looking or in charge over them would decide that, you know what, you go to the north, you go to the south, you go to the east, and you go to the west. So Habakkuk, as a man of God, says what? I will stand my watch. In other words, I will stand at where God has put me and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. So one of the ways to hear God, children of God, is to go to where he puts you. Because when God came into the, into the lives of Adam and Eve, right, and he spoke to them, he didn't go outside of the Garden of Eden. But you see, the moment they decided to move out, God comes to the same place and says, Adam, where are you? Hallelujah. If you have been put in a family called Owusu, and you want to somewhere, somehow move outside of the family Owusu, when God has not instructed you to, God can come into that family and ask, where are you? One day in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, I think, God asks a very serious question. He says, who will go for me? In other words, God was looking for somebody to what? Send a particular message. Meanwhile, the man of God, Isaiah, was there. But why was God asking that question? It's because Isaiah was not put at the place, or he didn't find himself at the place where God wanted him to. So before that, when he saw the Lord seated on the throne, he says, what, I am undone. And he asked that the Lord will cleanse him. And the Bible says, well, a seraphim flew and he cleansed him. Then God asked, he says, well, he heard a voice of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want to chip this in. One of the ways to hear the voice of God is that you receive his cleansing. Hallelujah. He says, well, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then Isaiah responds and says, here am I, send me. Then the mission of God begins to unfold. Hallelujah. And so you and I need to what? Know where God has positioned you. And the only way you can know where God has positioned you and I is through him. Hallelujah. It's by hearing what he has for us. And then over here, I've written something very interesting. It says, precious things are always or must be watched. The reason why you set up security posts or you keep things in a particular place is because what? They are precious. The reason why you lock your house when you are going to bed or when you are going out is because you have precious things in the house. And you are watching over them. You don't want anybody to come and take those precious things. 
Hallelujah. But that which is not precious, that which is not important to you, you find it outside. You don't even care. Like, for instance, if you have a, a new phone or a new shoe that came in a box, when you take out the shoe and you wear it, you are amazed, you are excited. But the box that carried your shoe, you just ditch it. But meanwhile, it came with the shoe. Why don't you wear the shoe, as, I mean, the box as well? You see, some, some of you are laughing because, ah, come on. How do you wear it? All right? But it was part of the package. Or even if it's a rubber bag, it was part. Wherever you bought that item, they give you that rubber bag. All right? And you carry that. You don't throw the rubber bag away. But the moment you get to the location that you want to use that thing, which is in a rubber bag, you then take away the rubber bag because now it's not needed. So you don't watch over things that are not needed. Hallelujah. So when we say you need to be watchful over your life, it means your life is precious. When we say read your word, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, one of the main reasons is because your life is dependent on the Holy Spirit. And that life is important. So you need to watch over it. Take for instance, when you see a child trying to cross the road, and you know how busy the road is, and there's no guardian, and this child is trying to cross the road. One of the things that you see people who care about children or who care about the human life is to say, hey, where are you going? <laughs> Hallelujah. Why would the people around begin to scream? Or there's fire around, or there's a socket, there's something that can cause harm. And you see a child trying to go and touch it. You go like, hey, don't touch it. Why? Why, would, why, why do you do that? It's because the life of the child is precious. If it was any other thing, anything that can benefit the child, you allow the child to go for it. Even your pets that you find uh, you have at home. It's because you care for the pets, you provide a cage for the pets, you provide food for the pets, all because that pet is important to you. So you are watching over that thing. And God wants you and I to do the same for our lives. Hallelujah. And not just our lives, but our fellow brethren. Because the life of your brother is important, God also wants to, you to watch over your brother. Praise the Lord. So in this year, in this season, your, your, your life, one of the things that you need to focus heavily upon is what? To be watchful. You need to watch over it. Now, one of the things that you can inculcate in the process of watching is to be alert. Say to be alert. If you are not alert, that which you are watching over may slip you by. You may lose that thing. So God tells man in the Garden of Eden that you should, you, every tree in the garden, Charlie, is yours. Feast on it, eat, whatever it is. But this tree called the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of it. The day that you do, you will die. Hallelujah. It's because the lives of the man and the woman in the garden were so precious. So God gives them a guideline that do this, do this, do that, do this, do that. But don't do this. The day you do this, you will die. God didn't want man to die. God wanted man to live and expand his dominion. So he put in place measures that will make sure that that mandate will succeed. But the moment man decided 
to go against that which God has said, they lost their position. And anybody who goes against what God has said, one of the things that you lose is your position. Hallelujah. You lose your position. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, in the process of watching, all right, as God told man that increase filled the earth, praise the Lord. God wanted man to um, expand. God wanted man to increase. God wanted man to make sure that everything that God had created was in good shape. But because in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, something happened that the earth lost its form. The earth was void. But God wanted to prevent that thing from happening again. Praise the Lord. And one of the things that the Lord wants you to know in this year is that increase will come. As for that, increase will come. But you see, increase also is dependent on the location that you find yourself. Once upon a time, the children of Israel found themselves in the land of Egypt. And the Bible says they were increasing. They were growing. But they were in slavery. So even though they were increasing, all right, they were in slavery. And God doesn't want that to happen to you. Say amen. God doesn't want you to increase in a place that he has not destined for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It says there is a place for your increase and that place is where God has placed you. So ask your neighbor, where has God placed you? Hallelujah. Where has God placed you? That is where you find increase. If you find yourself in a place where God has not, um, um, what do you call it, positioned you, and, and all the things around you show in the eyes of man. Charlie, this guy is doing well. Like the man in the Bible who decided to expand his bands when the prophet had come. He says, ah, let me relax. Let me chill. Let me break my silos and then build bigger ones. Hallelujah. But God comes to him and says, you fool. Because he was in a place that he was not supposed to be. And that place was the place of pride. God doesn't want you and I to walk in pride this year. Hallelujah. God doesn't want what? Has to walk in pride this year. In this year. Hallelujah. And so I want us again to look at some case studies about being watchful. When we say be watchful, what does it mean to be watchful? What does God want us to do in the process of being watchful? And so let's go to the book of um, Luke chapter 18 verse 1 to 8. Luke chapter 18, the New King James Version. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Yes, hold on, saying, man of God. Yes, he says what? Then he spoke a, a parable, parable to, to them, them, Jesus speaking, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Let's all read together. Ready and go. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Men always ought to do what? Pray. Men always ought to do what? Pray. Men always ought to do what? Pray. And not lose heart. This is Jesus speaking. Hallelujah. Men are always supposed to be in a position of prayer. In other words, men are always supposed to be in a position of relating with God. Men are always supposed to be in a position where they interact with God. The moment you decide to fall from that position, the Bible says you will lose heart. 
So anybody that you see that this person is down, this person is discouraged, this person has low self-esteem or whatever it is, it's because or probably this person is not engaging in prayer or fellowship. Hallelujah. In this year, God wants you to be watchful through prayer. He says what? Men always ought to pray and not do what? Lose heart. Don't lose heart. Amen. In other words, don't give up. Let's go. Verse 2. Verse 2. Saying, Mm -hmm. there was in a city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Mm. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Mm. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he says, oh, there was a woman or there was a widow in yeah. a city that went to see a judge who did not fear. He didn't fear God. Neither did he regard man. It means yeah. this guy, he's on himself or he's by himself. He doesn't respect man. Hey. Who are you? He does not respect you. That's right. He doesn't fear God too. Hey. He, it's not like he doesn't hey. know God does not exist. Too. Mm. He knows God e- exists. But he said, I don't fear God. Wow. This is the man you're going to deal with. Hmm. But there was something interesting about him. Even though he didn't fear God or didn't regard man, he was a judge. He was what? A judge. Somebody put in position. Yeah. I want you to get this. Mm. He was somebody in, in what? In position or in authority. Now, who is a widow? A widow is somebody who has lost her husband. Somebody, in other words, somebody who has lost a certain covering. Somebody who has lost a certain position. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is who a widow is. So, in some way, somehow, this widow does not have covering. This widow has lost position. This widow does not have what normal people do have. But then she realizes that there's something fighting me. Because I've lost covering, like we have a covering here. So when it rains, it doesn't fall on us. So we don't think about the rain, hallelujah. Or when you go to your, your homes, whenever it rains, you don't think about it Because you have a covering. But imagine you are living in a house where there's no cover. And it begins to rain. What will you do? What will you do? Or what will you do? Would you like to stay in that house? No. So whenever the rains come, you find yourself in trouble. So this woman or this widow found herself in what? In trouble. And she located where she could get her answer. She did not come to herself and say, you know, I am strong. Let me fight this guy. Let me fight this girl. Let me fight whatever is oppressing me. Because me too, I am strong. I have been equipped. But you see, she realized something that I don't have the covering that I need to deal with this thing. That is something, that is somebody who is watchful. She has been able to identify a need in her life. So she goes to the judge in the city. 
Perhaps there was only one judge in that city. And that was this man. Who did not fear God or regard any man. But you see, when we come in our days, right, if you meet somebody who does not regard man, would you want to interact with that person? That is this guy, you know they respect you. I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't respect. You find yourself, Charlie, Charlie, let me find something else. I want to excuse myself because this guy, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. But you see what? You see, whenever this woman went there, the judge did not mind her because he doesn't regard anybody. But she understood something. She understood the process of watchfulness. She knew that when I, I, the, the only way I'll get my solution is from this judge. The only way I'll get my answer is from this person. So she kept going every day, every hour. Judge, I need solution. Judge, I need an answer. There's an adversary. Somebody is worrying me. I need to be free. Perhaps the judge has passed a law in the city that at 5 p.m. everybody is, come, is supposed to come and greet me. But at 4.45, my adversary comes and disturbs my life. So because of that, I'm not able to fulfill the law with the judge himself has passed. So judge, you need to hear me. You need to fight for me. You need to do this for me. She was watchful. She did not give up based on what she could have received from a judge who did not regard man. But we said she kept on going. She kept on going. And listen to what the judge says. Let's read it. Verse 4. And Let's he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, Yet because this woman troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Amen. So Amen. you see, man of God, this woman is being troubled. Though, so she has taken the trouble to the judge. You to collect some. <laughs> we are all being troubled. I receive trouble. You to receive trouble. Hallelujah. Praise and the, the judge says, I, I don't fear God. I don't regard man. Mm -hmm. But because this woman troubles me, I have to avenge her because the judge also wants peace of mind. Mm. Hallelujah. It says, lest by her continual coming, she weary me. Mm. Next verse. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. He said, hear what the unjust judge said. In other words, Jesus Christ, who is the just judge, mm. Christ, says, no, even though this guy is unjust, what hear he's what saying, said. I agree with him. Let's go. Verse 7. And shall God not avenge his own elect? He said, and shall God not avenge his own elect? Who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them. So we see the difference here. God is also a judge. Mm. This judge who doesn't care about God or man will not bear with you. Because if he was bearing with a woman... But when he came with the trouble, oh, let me fix it for you. But no, I don't, I don't care what, whatever you're going through. But he says, God bears long with what? With us. As the man of God read from 1 Corinthians 13, uh, love suffers long. Love bears all things. God bears with us. Whatever you're going through, God is bearing with you. Hallelujah. God bears with you. So he said what? Will God not avenge his own elect? Who cry out day and night. Not just day, not just night, but both day and what? Night. 
and night. So, what do you do both day and night? Tell me. Give me an example. <laughs> the man of God said we eat. Yeah, it's true. We go to work, yeah? Oh, I need, I need more. I want you to, there's a reason why I'm asking this question. I want us to look at something. All right? Why, what do we do both day and night? Are there some things that you do in the, in the day that you don't do in the night? Are there? Come on. Work. Yes, there are some works you can't do in the night. You only do in the day. Are there some things that you only do in the night but you don't do in the day? Some people sleep both them. <laughs> Somebody says sleep, but some people do sleep in the day and night. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But see, day and night, they are just referring to um, seasons, all right? There are times, there are places that you do certain things. There are some things that you can do in the day. Like Jesus Christ always tells us that we should be watchful in the day. There's a time coming called the night that you cannot be watchful. All right. So there are certain things that, yeah, we f- normally find ourselves doing the day that we don't do in the night and vice versa. But here he's telling us that what? People ought to do this both day and night. So we have to pray always. We have to be watchful always. You have to be alert always. Hallelujah. It says, though he bears long with them. Praise the Lord. The next verse. Verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Mm. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the will earth? Will he really find faith on the earth? This is what, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So there's a difference between the judge called God and this judge who didn't fear God or man. He says he will do what? Avenge, avenge you speedily. speedly. It tells us that this judge that the uh, widow met didn't avenge her speedily. Mm. Man will not quickly come to your aid. No, 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 no. Man will not do that. But it says what? God will avenge them. There are a certain group of people, those who cry to God both day and night. Those who are watchful both day and night. It says these people, God will avenge them what? Speedily. In other words, God will hurry up and come. Wherever they are, say, Minister Sidney is praying. Let me go and visit the man of God. Romel is crying out to me. Let me hurry up and go. Hallelujah. But he says what? Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, in other words, there's a time that the Son of Man will come. Will he really find faith on the earth? So it tells us, or it tells you and me, that what propels us to cry out day and night is what? Faith. If you don't have faith, you will not cry to God day and night. If what you have is a feeling that I think that when I call to God or when I call upon God, I'll try day. Ah, he didn't come in the day. Well, perhaps, yeah, they said it. Let me pray. Okay, Reverend Lou told me to pray about this. Let me pray. I try. Oh, okay, the thing even even work. Ah, God, it didn't come through. All right, let's go. And they are done. But when you possess faith, you'll be able to cry out to God both what? Day and night. He says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
those who diligently seek the Lord, God rewards them. And the amazing thing is God didn't state what reward it was. So it could be any reward from the Lord. So if you want, like this woman, to be avenged, God can reward you. That, my son, take this thing. All the enemies fighting you, it has come to an end. Or you want clarity upon something, God comes and rewards you because you are diligently seeking him. And let me tell those who are beginning to get tired. Today is what? 14th January, 2024. 14, not even half. We've not even reached half. Or we've not, we've not. Tomorrow, I think tomorrow it is, right? Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow is the 15th January, right? Some of us, it's like Charlie. Some of, some of you look like you're in October. <laughs> we was just 14 January. Hallelujah. You can't, be, you can't be tired now. Oh, Charlie. You can't be tired. Hallelujah. You can't be tired. Tell your neighbor, you cannot be tired. Hallelujah. You see, let me tell you, faith is a fuel. Faith fuels you. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ cried, he was tired, and he slept. But he didn't remain there. It doesn't mean sleep and be there. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong getting tired, but don't remain there. When you see that you are tired, Charlie, talk to God. Rest. All right? Find, put yourself in a place where you can receive help. Okay? When you read the word of God, there's a way that God ministers himself to you through his word. You just read and then something just gets your attention. And then you are like, ah, this is it. And I'm off. Hallelujah. And if you look at Jesus Christ, though. This man never opted to find himself out of the presence of the Lord. When you read the Bible, one of the things about Jesus Christ was that, and it fascinates me a lot. He says, oftentimes he withdrew himself into prayer. Oftentimes. But you see, Jesus Christ was a man of people, of the people, right? He was moving with the people, going left, right, up, down, you know, healing the people, feeding 5,000, preaching to many people. But yet, he says, oftentimes. So ask yourself, how was he doing it? If you are with a lot of people in a place, how do you find yourself escaping? Can you do that? Let's say you work in a market, like Makola. A lot of people there. People are coming, buying, selling, moving, you know, traffic, all those things. But oftentimes you withdraw and pray, and yet still you are buying and selling. Think about that. Hallelujah. So we ought to do what? We ought to pray always. Hallelujah. Verse, verse 8, yeah. It says what? I tell you I tell that you he that will he avenge them speedily. speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will, will he, he really, really find, find faith? faith? When God comes, you've cried to God about a certain issue. When he comes, will he find faith? Will he find you holding on? Will he find you watchful? Hallelujah. And then another thing I want us to look at, all right, this, this thing God painted to me, all right, when I was going through or thinking about how to be watchful and um, what it takes to be watchful. Okay? When you take a look at a pregnant woman, okay, 
the moment a lady receives the news that you have received a seed, you, are, you have seed, there's a certain form of awareness that comes on the lady. Mothers, am I right or wrong? Oh, the mothers are quiet. <laughs> yes. Auntie Christina says, you're right. You may be walking around, though. You are just going, your, you know, your normal business. Then maybe you may feel some way. Ah, okay, let me go and check how I'm feeling. I don't know. I've been feeling cold of late. Something. Then you go to the hospital. He says, let them do malaria test for you. They do the malaria test. They find out that there are no parasites in your blood. However, there's something else in you. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, hey, I'm pregnant. You, there's, there's this, or oh, Anamibwa. Yeah. There's this alertness. You, even if you're asleep, you wake up. Praise the Lord. You, you come to yourself like, hey, there's something in me. <laughs> Remember, something inside so strong. Mercy, Lord. Yeah, it's true. It's something inside so strong. Hallelujah. You, you understand? You become alert. Then all of a sudden, everything around you, about you, begins to change. If you have prior knowledge about, okay, maybe there are certain foods that I'm supposed to eat. Like one of the things I remember so dearly, all right, is that you, well, it's not for every woman though, maybe. You begin to take folic acid. I was like, what's that? Don't worry. <laughs> they, they begin to take folic acid because of what has been put or what is growing inside. In other words, the destiny that is in you now, before you were not taking folic acid, but now you are taking folic acid. Why? It's because of the destiny or the mandate that is in you. If you don't like taking folic acid, you don't like taking pills, because you have heard that you are pregnant, you've seen a result. When the doctor says, take folic acid, you will take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you see, there's a, God is amazing. Every one of you here, there's something deposited in you called destiny. So we are all like pregnant women. Hallelujah. We are all like what? Hallelujah. And it comes even to a point in time in the life of a pregnant woman. You see that even certain foods, you love them. But you may go and visit a doctor. And you say, okay, because of the test that we run and how things are going, I want you to refrain from this, this, and that. You say, yes, sir, master. Why? Because there's something in you. So why is it that when we come into the body of Christ, you say, man of God, like Reverend will tell you, you know, you are doing this, doing that, doing that, but I want you to shift your focus because of where I see God taking you. Then you're angry with the man of God. Meanwhile, when you visited your doctor, whatever he tells you, you will go. Like one experience we had, all right? We used to go to a certain hospital. And that hospital, before you see the doctor, you, it will take you like hours. Hours. We are dead. And when we finally meet the doctor, we only see him for like six minutes. I'm like, so hours to six minutes? Come on. But you see, because there was something, you wait. 
There's a reason why I'm painting this picture for you. And I know our mothers here will appreciate it more because they have experience in that area. Praise the Lord. Every one of you here, like I said, there's, there's a destiny inside of you. And there are guidelines and there are principles needed that you ought to follow. If you don't follow them, you can boycott that which is in you. There comes even a point in the life of a pregnant woman that there are certain shoes you can't wear them because of your state. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't ask our mothers. They'll tell you. There's another period in your life, certain clothes. You love them so much, but you can't wear those clothes because of what is inside of you. Hallelujah. There's another period in their life. I call it the apex period. When they get there, <laughs> when, when they get there, huh, whatever they like, what, where you, huh, whatever they, they cherish, they love, they desire, when you break, they can slap you. Do you know, not, not because they hate you. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, all right? Not because they hate you or they don't like you. It's because at that moment, it's crucial. When you have dilated a certain number of centimeters, oh, wow. whether you like to be in the hospital or not, you'll be there. And we've had, we have seen some experiences with ladies where they got to the hospital and they are almost naked. But, let me ask, uh, will any lady here be naked or almost naked? You dare not. But you see, at that point, you don't care about who is there. Like one other, ex <laughs> other experience. This man, we went to see this doctor. He's a very good guy. All right? And this doctor there said, okay, okay, you've come here for this. Okay, go to the lab. You know, go to this room. I'm coming. Go and lie down. My wife. You don't worry, you get there. You don't worry. <laughs> and but you see, even though I had that, hey, my wife, I didn't care. Because what is there is at stake. The destiny there is important. So I'm watching. I'm I don't care what hey, are you going to allow the doctor to touch your wife? What do you mean? The destiny there is important. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I really, I want you to understand this of watchfulness. If you don't, if you don't know, if you don't know, you, you, when they tell you, go and see the doctor, take this medicine, don't eat this food, you fight the doctor or you fight whoever is counseling you. But because we know that, no, this is precious. Whatever she's carrying is what precious, so I'm watchful. Times that even I don't have to wake up, you wake up because that destiny is precious. Your wife can call you, oh, I need A, B, and C. And you have to go. You have to assist her. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to see something. Now, Paul says something. I'm, 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 I'm saying something, okay? I'm talking about watchfulness. Do you understand? Paul says something in the book of um, 1 Corinthians 6.12. For this one, let's read the New King James and then we read the AMPC. New King James and AMPC. 
all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Hallelujah. Let's look at the AMPC. AMPC. We have AMPC. If you have AMP, let, let me see AMP. Uh, AMP. AMP. Yeah. Everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. Is this everything is what? Permissible so for, for the me. pregnant woman, clothes is permissible, but it comes to a point in your life, some clothes are not beneficial. Mm. 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 Oh, you are not getting it. You are getting it. Mm. Mm. Is it everything is permissible, permissible for me? Carbine slate. Permissible. Yeah. High heels. Permissible. Now, I'm, I'm drawing a picture. Okay. Hey, what has happened? <laughs> okay. He said, aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Man, let's read. Everything is permissible, allowable. It's, it's allowable. Yeah. Cabernet slit, allowable. Your high heels, allowable. Some earrings, allowable. Mm. Some hairstyle, allowable. allowable. And lawful for mm. me. But he says what? But not all things are helpful. But not all things are helpful. A time comes in the life of a pregnant woman, it is not helpful for her to be in heels. Mm. I want you to get this thing. There's a time in your life, God, it says all things are, there's a time in your life that, you see, they are, they are powerful, they are lawful, they are allowable. But it says what? Well, it's not helpful for not you. Helpful. It's not what? It's not, helpful. it's not helpful for you. So you stay away. So some, sometimes you think that <laughs> men of God are weird. You say, No, it's not because you are weird or it's not because your brother or sister is weird. It's because there is something that he or she has received called destiny. Hallelujah. I'm a man of God. We are men of God here. There are some things I cannot do. It's because of what I have received. There, there are certain places I cannot go. I can't be there. It's not like the people, they are, they are wicked, they are devils, or they are my enemies. So no, it, I can't be there. Because one of the things about us, or about children of God, is that your atmosphere needs to be what? Pure. There's a certain atmosphere that every one of you needs to carry. And when I find myself in a certain place, that will drain my atmosphere. I must leave that place. Just like a pregnant woman. Another thing about when, when, you, when you enter that state of pregnancy, there are some roads, when you go, you need to go five kilometers per hour. Yeah. You can't go, like, you have to be, check. You have to be careful because of what she's carrying. If you like speed and you're driving your wife, there's a time that comes when she's pregnant. Oh, do, baby, you can't go to, to that speed. Oh, boy. Not because going at 100 kilometers is evil. But at that moment, it's not beneficial. So that moment comes in my life. Maybe God has come to you in the, in the hour of watchfulness, all right? Being watchful, um, divine increase and victory. God has come to you. Because of what you are carrying, I need you to sleep from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's all. And when you understand that, okay, this is what I am carrying, you will do it. But you see, the reason why we fight these things a lot is because we, you don't know what you are carrying. And you will see something very soon over here. All right. It says one. Let's, let's finish the verse. But, it says one. but not all things are helpful. Yeah. Good for me to do. Is it good for me to do? It's not good mm. for a pregnant woman to eat certain food. It's not good. 
when she's done with her pregnancy, she can go to that food. But that moment, she cannot. So in that moment, she's being watchful. Even when a pregnant woman goes to a restaurant, sometimes when you go to a restaurant, you order fried rice, they ask you, do you want egg inside? Some people don't take egg. Not because egg is bad. They can't take eggs. So they'll, they'll ask you, do you want egg? No, I can't take egg. Do you want shrimps? No, I can't. There's an amount of salt that I cannot take because of what I'm carrying. Not because salt is bad, but because of what you are carrying. People of God, you need to know what God has given to you. There were trees in the garden, but God says one tree, don't eat of it. Hallelujah. Then he says, well, let's continue. But not all things are helpful, good for me to do, expedient and profitable when considered with other things. Yeah. Everything is lawful for me, but I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under its power. It says, I will not become what? The slave, the slave of anything. So because of where I'm going, I will not be a slave to some form of human pressure. There are times God wants me to be in his presence. And I cannot negotiate that. When that time comes, and you see, you see that, you can ask anybody who fellowships with God. You can ask, when that time comes, the Holy Spirit himself will come on you like a policeman. Hey, it's time. And no matter where you are, you have to report because of where you are going, what you carry. There's a time in your life when the number two is coming, wherever you are, you must make sure that I, I visit it. You don't know number two, eh? You don't know number two. It's not vice president. People don't know number two. What you do on a porcelain facility. Yeah. Oh, you don't know. Don't worry. It's fine. There's a time. That, when that, that, that thing comes, you will find a way. No matter who is calling. Chale, even the best friend, your wife, your husband is calling. Chale, me bawai. It's because that, that moment is required of you. It's, it's funny. Like, but I mean, this is how God painted the picture of watchfulness to, to me. And I'm sharing with you. You need to be alert. Your head. Like, you need to be you, you alert. No, you can't, you can't replace it with anything. You need to be alert. You need to be vigilant. You need to stay on course. Make sure, like, hey. Times that you don't want to go to the hospital, you have to go. Hallelujah. Then he says, well, we are done with the scripture, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And then let's look at uh, Judges chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. Quickly. Judges 13, 1 to 5. Uh, New King James. Judges 13, 1 to 5. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Mm. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore... Please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, 
and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at the prescription that the angel of the Lord gives to the, the wife of Manoah. Initially, she didn't have any children. So there was no law. There was no prescription. Don't do this. Don't do that. But there, a time came in the life of the children of Israel and in the life of the wife of Manoah that the angel of the Lord says, you will bear a son. And this son or this destiny you are carrying, this is how you are supposed to protect it. This is how you are supposed to deal with it. He says, what? Well, do not do what? It says, now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine. Please be careful not to drink wine or, or similar, similar drink. drink. And not, not to, to eat, eat anything, anything unclean. unclean. So such a person, wherever, let's say in your house, you, now and you, you can make sure that everything is fine. But if somebody's come to visit you, maybe a friend or a cousin, somebody's coming and brings you food or, or, or a drink, you can ask, Charlie, this thing you are bringing, is it or it's unclean? But initially, it was normal for you, like, Charlie. The person can even go and ask, ah, well, now they, but we all used to drink this thing, so why are you saying this? No, it's because something has come upon her. So wherever she goes, she has to be more alert. If she goes for a wedding, and there are seven certain drinks, or there are seven certain foods, she may love them, but because of what she's carrying, she will have to go. If she realizes that this place that I am going, everything that they are serving is what the angel of the Lord told me not to drink or eat, then let me excuse myself. Not because the people there are bad. I want you to get this thing. The reason why sometimes we hide, in quotes, hide, hide yourself as a man of God is because of what has come upon you and what you must do. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Like, Singers, for instance, this I'm, I'm going to break some bones. Hallelujah. One of the things that we ought not to do. Who said it? Cold water, yes. Who doesn't like cold water? Charlie, the bee pass. So nice. But because of the nature of our job, you can't. There are certain foods, okay? When, when you're going to minister as a singer, there are certain foods you're not supposed to take. Foods that have oil. So, if you're going to sing, you have to make sure that, Charlie, I must. But some of us, we... Hallelujah. One of the things that singers, you must do is to warm up. When you, even when you look at athletes... Before they go to their field to play, they warm up. It's not like they are just flexing their muscles. Or, no, they, they have no exercise. Initially, I used to think that, ah, you get tired though. But no, the warm up is supposed to give you some form of energy, some force to make sure that your muscles are in motion. Then you can play well. Hallelujah. Nobody, you don't, don't just get up to warm up and go. No, you don't do that. Hallelujah. And so we see that in the life of Manoah's wife. Hallelujah. And the same for you. When we look at the Virgin Mary. Now, I mean, this woman's life is amazing. Imagine, ladies, let me ask you this question. You're about to marry, okay? And we find, <laughs> we find out that you are pregnant. I mean, so, uh, that's what society would do. Society would go like, hey, you are not married. And now you have a baby. Hey, come on. It's weird, right? It's, it's not, it's, that's not what the society prescribes. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. And guess what? This woman found herself there because of what she was carrying. Do you think it was easy for Mary to be in that position? Then she goes to tell Joseph, husband-to-be, that I was praying between 12 and 3. And the angel of the Lord came to me and said, I am I'm going to carry a seed. I'm going to carry the Savior of the world. Joshua, I mean, sorry, Joseph will look at you. How did you get pregnant? When did the Holy Spirit start giving? No. It not like, put, ladies, <laughs> ladies, put yourself in that shoe. How would the society see you? Ah, look at that girl. We know, we know her. She was a bad girl. Very bad girl. And to the point that when Joseph was considering all these things, Charlie, the guy wanted to leave because there was too much pressure. <laughs> he was a good boy. Like, I love you, you love me. We are want to start a family. We will have children. And then you are telling me that you have a child that is not mine? Come on. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So Joseph, Joseph was moving away slowly. Like, no, this girl, Charlie, let me leave. Then, you see, God is good. Though. Then the angel of the Lord comes to Joseph and says, no, don't go. That which you see is of me. And how many of you receive that? Can God use you in a weird position? Can God come to you and say that I'm giving you a destiny that is so weird, like eating locust and honey? Can God come to you like that? Wherever you go, Tale, we are going for Christmas party. We are going for my brother's birthday bash. You know, we are all eating maybe fried rice, jollof, bangkun, all those things. Then I come there, or brother Ima also comes there. Ah, Ima, what you go chop? Charlie, look us the honey. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, you don't know. You don't know locust. Eh? Do you know locust? Eh? Abebe, no abebe. They'll fry the abebe for you, or they'll grill the abebe for you. Then you top it up, or you glaze it with honey. Everybody will look at you. Or the people have come around. We are all moving to the city. Then you decide to go and dwell at Sahara Desert where there's no water. There's tele heat. Like nowadays, the heat in Accra, somewhere. Praise the Lord. And you say that, no, me, I'm going there. Meanwhile, Jesus is from the city or he's from, he's from what, Jerusalem. The city is coming. But you are going to there. It's because of what he was carrying. So he had to be watchful. So um, uh, what do you call it? John the Baptist, maybe when he was growing up, mommy fed him with jollof and chicken. But because of what had come upon him, he had to throw away jollof and chicken and take locust and honey. So when you look at him, you see he's weird. He's not weird. He didn't choose locust and honey. It was chosen from, for him by God. So allow people who have been called by God, that is all of you seated here, to live their life it's a very serious thing that God is saying, okay? There's, there's a certain lifestyle of the kingdom. It's, it's a certain lifestyle that you, ah, I, I, don't, I don't know how to put it. It's a lifestyle because of what you, like that's why I said God painted the pregnant woman so that you understand. Those of you who have been pregnant before, you understand. Okay? You understand. You understand. That is how God wants you to see it. Praise the Lord. Like Virgin Mary. You see, so Virgin Mary had to go to a certain form of shame, you may put it. 
Hallelujah. And the last one, the last case study I want us to look at is in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 to 15. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Yeah, when we are done with the New King James, let's look at NLT. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Yeah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, yeah. and shall call his name Emmanuel. So, Emmanuel, hold on. We see you. It's, even this one, eh? He says what? The virgin shall conceive and bear and call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. He cannot call him Patrick. Mm. So, some, 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 some people, you may decide to give any name. I mean, yeah. it's not like God will fight you. It's not like that, all right? Yeah. You can't decide to give any name to your business, your, your child, yourself, whatever it is, all right? But there's, there's a certain group of people you can't. When the angel of the Lord comes, he says what? You shall call his name Emmanuel. So like John the Baptist, when his family people came, he said, ah, let's call him Zachariah. He said, no, 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 no. Yeah, he must be called what? John. And they even asked him, ah, what name is this? Sometimes you have that pressure. Now we see free him. It's from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Verse 15. Cats and honey he shall eat. I see. Cats and, and honey, honey he shall eat. He shall eat. Uh -huh. That he may know how to refuse the evil and choose the good. <laughs> that he may know how to refuse what? The evil, the evil and, and choose, choose the, the good. good. So you see, what he must eat has been prescribed. Cats mm. mm. And honey he shall eat, so that he may know to refuse. So what he's eating will tell him, will be able to tell him that this is evil, this is good. So choose good. So he cannot eat any other thing but curds and honey. Now, in the process of making honey, how many know how honey is produced? There's the bad side and there's a good side. Honey doesn't just appear. You have to go to the honeybees, which are dangerous, which is evil. Right, they can they can massacre you. You see, those who produce honey, they have this protective gear that they wear. They don't they can't wear shirt and jeans. There's a way. So if you want honey to come out, there's a way you must apply yourself. And then you eat the honey. It says what well, he shall eat that he may know, he may know, he may know how or to refuse the evil and choose good. This is the son of God. So you don't go about eating anything. So wherever you go, you ask, is this cat or is honey? It's none. Okay, bye-bye. Is this cat or is honey? Oh, it's cat mixed with salt and honey. Bye-bye. He didn't say cat, salt, and honey. No. Salt is salt, but no. But he cannot. I, want, I really want us to get this thing here. In this year, in this season of what you have to be watchful. So if God has prescribed a certain food for you in this year, 2024, like some of you, this is your year of knowledge, acquiring knowledge. You have to acquire knowledge. Read. Not just any book. Good books. Read. Read. So a time will come, you separate yourself and you read, you read. So for you, that is your kids and your honey. So that you'll be able to know how. How? How do you know that this thing is good? How do you know this thing is evil? Okay, I know this is good, but how do I refuse it? Or see, know how to refuse what? The evil, evil and choose. choose. The good. This is Emmanuel. So even Jesus Christ, no, died. Mm. He had a diet. 
And same for all of you. Same for every one of us. You need to know. So in order to do that, you need to be alert. Ask God, what is the way for me this year? What is what? The way for me this year. And apply yourself. It's not everything that is beneficial to you. Brother, sister, I want you to get this thing right and get this straight. Hallelujah. It's not good for you because of where you are going. You see, when you don't know where you are going, then that one, every, every word is, is, is applicable for you. But you, you need to know, you need to know, you need to know where God is taking you. You need to know what God, the path that God wants you to take. And follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Follow Jesus. The people wanted to make Jesus king. But he ran away. But I thought he was the king of kings. So if they want to make him king, then be king. Oh? Or oh, something like that. Yeah, he's king. So if you want to make you king, then be a king. So if God has spoken to you, all right, that you are also a king, and a certain group of people come, like my brother, come, we want to make you king. Hallelujah. But it's not time for you to be king in that way. Then you follow. No, he won't follow. He will follow the ways of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He will follow the ways of the Lord, my brother. Amen. Eh? This year, clarity will come upon you like Amen. never before. You, you, you have peace of mind. Amen. You understand? You have it wherever you go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right? So you don't follow those things. You, you need to know where is God taking me? So you have to be alert. Always know that the Holy Spirit is with me. He's watching. He's with me. So I can't just be saying things, doing some things. No. Be what? Alert. Child of God, this year be what? Alert. Be alert. Be alert. If you don't do this, eh, you won't be watchful. Like Jesus said in one of the parables, and I'm closing. He went out to sow wheat in a field, all right? And the Bible says that whilst men slept, an enemy came and sowed tars among them. Now, when they began to grow, the servant says, ah, who did this? He says, an enemy did this. The reason why an enemy was able to do it is because whilst men slept. When you sleep, oh, Jesus. When you are not alert, hmm? when you are not alert, they will show things that was not supposed to be there. So the servant asked them, should we go and approach? No. Jesus says, wait, you wait. Let's wait. When the time of harvest is due, then we'll do the separation. But from the beginning, it was not supposed to be so. It was supposed to be wheat. But if men had stayed up, men were alert. If men were watchful, they wouldn't have gone through this. So he realized that there was competition between the wheat and the tares. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet. I don't know. Six. Okay, six. So for a man like him, anybody, anybody wants to venture into that field, normally undergrad is what? Four years. But no course, six years. 
because of the nature of the job. So if you have received in your mind that, oh, university there, four years, four years, four years, and you go to his field, and then at the fourth year, the lecturer comes to you and says, see you next year. Uh, then you go like, ah, about thought four years and we are done. You see, because you didn't find out that in this field, in this mandate, we don't do four, we do six. Some do seven, right? Yeah. Exactly. Some do seven. Now, seven, yeah, it's like who call school two times who? Almost, yeah, seven and eight is almost the same. You understand? But you see, when your friends, maybe you started school with your friend, maybe somebody went to do economics after four years, we sometimes, maybe in the next year, we a first job, nice school, but you are still in school. Then you are complaining, you are telling the teacher, Charlie, teacher, you are in the but no, that's not the nature of the work. Or that's not the nature of the job. I want you to... So for him like this, he had to watch. He had to, one of the things about watching is waiting. You can't... You can't like crossing a road. You can't just cross the road. There's a point in, you watch. You wait. Is it clear to move? Then I move. If it's not clear, I'll wait. Some people can go. The birds in the air, they don't have to wait and watch. Is the car coming from the left or the right? They just go. You are not the bed. Don't just cross the road like that. You wait. You stand and wait and watch. Sometimes you watch. Prim, watch, watch. Sometimes you have to watch. Stretch forth your hand. Oh, I want to cross. They are all gestures. They are all, because you are being what? Alert. You are being vigilant because I want to go to the other side. There are things there. All right? But if you want to cross the road and you go and stand afar off, expecting that one of the drivers will see and call you, Jack, come and now cross the road. You'll be there. If you don't apply the principles of crossing the road as your destiny, if you don't apply it, you'll be there. Hallelujah. You don't want to be there. Hallelujah. Say, I will not be there. I will not be there. You will not be there. Apply it. You see, it's like I said from the beginning. Know where God has placed you. Know it. People, I'm begging you. Know, like, this is it. Know. This is where I've been positioned. If this is where I've been positioned, what are the rules? What are the guidelines? What must I do? How must I apply myself to this place? And do it. You must be alert. 2024, you must be what? Alert. 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 Like those days when we're about to write exams. You are alert. There's a way you study. Hallelujah. There's a way you do what? You study because of what is at stake. You may have exams. Your friend may not have exams. You cannot associate yourself with that friend who does not have exams. No, you can't. You are alert. You put yourself to it. And in this year, all right, you need to be alert in every area of your life. Your family, your work, everything. Your health, whatever it is. Be what? Alert. Be watchful. When you are watchful, then you see that divine increase has no option but to visit you. Then you see victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed? Will you be alert? Hmm? Will you be alert? You, you have to be. You have to be. My brother, my sister, you have to be. 
You have to be alert. God wants you to be alert. God wants you to be watchful. God wants you and I to pray and not lose heart. Don't give up because you have prayed whatever and you are not seeing results. The last time I was sharing with a group of people about um, uh, boiling water, right? The moment you put water on fire, you can play with that water, right? But at time comes, you cannot touch that same water. There has been a change. It doesn't happen instantaneously. Like the moment you put the water on the fire, then boom, it's boiling. No. There's time. It takes time. And so is your destiny. It takes time to unfold. It takes time. Even Jesus Christ, Bible says what? He had to grow. And he even learned. He learned. Jesus Christ, all knowledge, all wisdom. But he even learned. Come on. How much more you and I? Hallelujah. So please, my people, please, this year, being watchful, one of the things about being watchful is studying, start, know the times, know what is happening. One of the things that is happening in this time is that our faith is being persecuted. Are you going to follow that stream and say that there is no God? No. It is written in the word that in these times shall come, these things shall come. So you are watchful. When you see those things like, oh, okay, this is what the Bible is saying. Then what must I do? Find out. Hallelujah. Find out. Find out. Praise the Lord. Because I see a visitation coming for you at your workplace. Very soon. You're going to smile in a way that you've never smiled before. Concerning a certain, um, there's a certain decision that you qualify for. But initially, they didn't want to give it to you. But that thing is coming. And so be watchful. Tell your neighbor, be watchful. Be watchful. Be watchful. Be watchful. Will you be watchful? Yes, sir. Lift up your hands. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.